All right. Well, that was just a, a little snapshot of what we got to be part of over the, the nine-day trip. And uh, so we're, we're really excited to be able to share a lot of what, what took place during that trip with you guys. First of all, I want to express our gratitude for all of your support while we were there. Mostly, you know, we were thankful for your prayers, for how, how much the Lord was able to do. Thanks to you guys praying for us while we were there. Thank you also for the, the financial support that you guys gave us so that we were able to, to do all of these things and really bless the, the folks over there in Fiji with, with all of this stuff. Uh, our, our trip was from August 24th through September 3rd. Uh, we were there for nine or ten days. And you'll hear a lot of specifics about the, a lot of the unique things that happened while we were there at, in, in Fiji with, with all the different things we got to do. But I'm just going to start this by giving a broad overview of kind of the, the initial reason why we went out to Fiji. We were there to lead a couple of camps. We led a VBS for uh, kids ages 9 to 13. And then we also did a youth camp that was, it, it was originally promoted to us that it was going to be about uh, 14 to 18 or 19 year olds. And then we found out that they had actually expanded it out to their, their young adult group as well. So it went from 14 to about 20s, 30s. Uh, who were who were there for for that? So that was that was an interesting development. But um, but the the Lord was gracious and, and used all that time together. So the VBS that we did was right at the right at the beginning of of the trip. It was Monday through Wednesday. It was a three day day camp. We were there in the morning and into the afternoon a little bit before before things started to get really warm outside. And we did the same theme. Uh, for the VBS as we did here for, for our VBS, uh, the theme of Game On, discovering the one who brings victory. So we were taking what had been a four-day camp here and condensed it down into three days where we focused on four different I am statements of Jesus uh, taken out of the Gospel of John. So we're focusing on those and how those have implications for giving victory over sin. That he is the one who is victorious over sin, and we get to uh, we get to partake in that victory through faith in Him. So we focused on the fact that Jesus is the light of the world; that He gives victory by overcoming the darkness of sin. Uh, day two, we kind of combined the, the next two together, that, that Jesus is the good shepherd from John 10, that his victory comes through his saving love for his people. And then, in, and then tying into that, you know, John, uh, the Gospel of John says, Jesus says that the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And so that led perfectly into talking about Jesus calling himself the resurrection and the life that whoever believes in him, even though he die physically, will still live eternally, spiritually. And he showed that through his own death and resurrection, that he is the resurrection and the life. He is powerful enough to bring victory over death, shown through his own victory over death. And finally, the last day, we got to uh, showcase the fact that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And his victory gives eternal life with him. This, this day was, was very um, crucial 
for the for the VBS because we had uh, predominantly new kids in this VBS when we were talking to the folks uh, who are part of the Bible Fellowship um, of churches in in Fiji. They were saying that probably seventy percent of the kids who were there for the camp they had never come to a camp or any other event that was put on through the through through this church fellowship before. So this was a this is a real opportunity. To, to, to share the gospel with kids who may have never heard it before. And Hinduism is a very uh, prominent religion in, uh, in Fiji. The, the two kind of warring, warring, the two competing uh, religions in Fiji are Christianity and Hinduism. Islam is kind of starting to, to rise there as well, but it's mostly Christianity and Hinduism. So to focus so much on, the, on that last day that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, that no one comes to the Father except through him, that was crucial for, for a lot of conversations with those kids who are probably thinking about the, the pantheon of Hindu deities. So this, th that was an important day with that. So the, the, again, this was all just kind of day camp stuff. We were able to take time with, with little groups, teach them that uh, from, from God's word. They did a little craft. They played some games, you know, pretty similar to the rotation that we do here, a little bit, um, li little bit lighter than what we would do here, but um, still the same effect that we get to, to share the gospel with them. And then uh, we had a day off in between those two, and then we jumped right back into things with the youth camp, uh, September 1st through the 3rd. And this camp was, was completely different. This was focused on uh, the theme of the new life. So I don't know if you saw at the end of the video, Fiji New Life 2023. That, that was focused, that, that was our uh, theme for the for the youth camp was looking at the new life and how Christ transforms every part of life. So we were focusing on a passage in First uh, Peter. We started in First Peter one thirteen, went all the way through chapter two verse three. That was the the focus of of our time together over those three days. So we had four different sessions where we got to talk about how the gospel transforms our lives. We talked about how uh, Christ gives us a new allegiance, and we used to be uh, trusting in the feudal ways of the world, but now we trust in the everlasting love of Christ. So that came out of 1 Peter 1, 17 through 21. Uh, the next session was a new affection. This is out of 1 Peter 1, uh, 22 through 25, where we, we used to love the world and its selfish desires, and now we love the Lord and his church. These are just kind of the, the main points of emphasis that we had in, in these sessions. Session three was about a new appetite. This came out of the beginning of chapter two, verses one through three, that we used to, before we were saved, we, we had an appetite for what, what I called the junk food of selfish ambition. And that changed, our, our appetite has changed to the milk of God's holy word. Uh, and, and just seeing that we, we taste and see that the Lord is good. That's where Peter draws in imagery from Psalm 34 that says, taste and see that the Lord is good. 
And session four, the last one on, on Sunday morning, we got to focus, we kind of jumped to the beginning of that passage in chapter one, verses 13 through 16, and tied everything together by looking at a new attitude. We have this new attitude. We used to follow the ways of our selfish passions, and now we follow God's holy conduct. So that was the contrast that we saw every single uh, session. That we, we, we were just trying to, I, I was trying to show the, the students that had trusted in Christ, this is what you used to believe in, this is what you, be, this is what you trust in now. But we also had, I mean, Prim and uh, Choi, our, the missionary we support over there in Fiji, would say that predominantly a lot of the folks in their youth group probably are not saved. We actually had a lot of conversations about the fact that there were some folks, th this was all going on during a pretty big Hindi festival uh, at the time in Fiji. So there were a lot of kids who, just by the way that they were dressed in certain like bracelets that they were wearing, Premond told us that th those were indicators that these are some, some kids who are pretty devout Hindus. So this was another opportunity to really share the gospel every single day and just say, like, look, this is what you're really trusting in. And these things that you're trusting in, the things of this world, they're not going to satisfy forever. And trusting in them, e even good things that are, that are not the ultimate thing, which is uh, finding our, our worth in Christ and his salvation. If we worship anything besides Christ, even if it's a good thing, that thing will lead to our eternal destruction. But faith in Christ transforms those desires and gives us that new life that Peter is talking about in that, that part of First Peter. So that was what we were trying to convey. We had discussion groups after each session so that we could take the main thrust of the message and try to apply it to these individuals' lives uh, and, and really kind of show them the importance of this. And uh, I made, made a point to give, give a clear gospel presentation every single time as a reminder for the students who had trusted in Christ and as a, a, as a call to response for those who had not. So that was just a little snippet of kind of the, the initial reason why we, we went to Fiji. But there was so much more that went on, and I'll let the rest of them share about that. I think this is the... Is this... Am I speaking loud enough? Yeah, I think so. Okay. This is, this is the scariest part of the whole mission trip, getting up here and talking about everything. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll keep things relatively concise, but I'll, I'll talk about one kind of my experience with serving the, the kids in the VBS and then also being able to serve with uh, some of the young adults in the youth ministry. But uh, along with that, just some of my takeaways from that. And I'll start off first by saying um, Fijian people are some of the smiliest people that you'll ever meet and some of the friendliest, I think. Um, you'd walk into a room at any given time, and despite the fact that some of the kids may be shy, that I always just be smiling at you and giggling, and by the second or third day, you'd have like 10 kids coming up to you at a time, uh, wanting to like do secret handshakes with you and be like, hello, how are you, what are you, what's, what's going on in Washington, what's snow, all these things, um, which was really cool to see and just really awesome uh, just to see the joy of all these children, and despite the fact that they'd Compared to what we have, have so little, they still have so much joy in their circumstances. Um, 
same thing goes for uh, the youth the youth camp. I think the youth camp was a little bit different in that those kids, uh, those young young adults, really, for most of them, um, not only do they have some level of that joy, but they also are just some of probably the most athletic people you'll ever meet. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Um, I've never sweat so much in my life. And those kids, they could just run around playing soccer and uh, football or, what was it, uh, rugby all day. Oh, my goodness. Um, so that was quite humbling. That was good for my soul. Uh, I went there thinking, you know, I'm a, I'm a cool athletic kid from America. No, no. Um, so that was a, it was really fun to be able to play their games, um, see how good they are with all that, uh, hang out with the kids and have the opportunity just to, to relate to each one of them um, in whatever ways we could. You know, when we started, uh, Mr. Michelson, he told us that by the end of the week, you'll probably have a few, a few shadows following you around, a few little kids that'll, that'll be following you. And that was an understatement in my estimation because by the end of the week, you'd have like 10, 20 kids coming up to you uh, when you first walk into the room. Um, so that was, really, that was really a blessing that we were able to interact with the kids in that way and have that kind of impact on them. Um, what I will say is, despite the fact that they're all very friendly, they're also culturally just very shy. Fijian people are very shy, um, as Pastor Premin told us and as we kind of learned. And so where that came through was when we had the opportunity to be um, facilitating the uh, break-off groups for the lessons, afterwards we would go through the lesson again, we'd give an overview. We'd ask questions and we try to engage with them and make sure that they're really getting what we're what we're trying to preach here. Um, and a lot of times it'd be kind of discouraging because these kids would be very shy and they wouldn't want to answer questions. And you're kind of wondering to yourself, are they picking up what we're trying to teach? Are they are they listening? Are they um, are they actually understanding what I'm saying? There's also the while all of them speak English, there's some of it is kind of um, different dialect, I suppose. Some of it might be harder for them to interpret, especially if they're younger. Um, English isn't necessarily their first language. So there's a lot of questions in that, and initially that could be kind of discouraging, especially, I think, for, um, you kind of expect that with VBS, but for the, the youth camp as well. And I know people had varying levels of success, but uh, initially you'd, you'd kind of ask, like, okay, what am, I, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong here? But something that really encouraged me was later uh, I had the opportunity to talk with uh, Pastor Premins, and he was talking to us probably on one of our last days uh, during a dinner about some of the people that had came up and talked to him um, and some of the people that he had heard that he had gotten reports on that were asking genuine questions that were, I think, evident of, a, of, of something going on in these kids' hearts, um, of a conflict in there, that they were thinking of um, something something that their faces weren't showing. And what this really made me think of was, I don't know the hearts of men. I can only look at the exterior of a person, even if they're fully agreeing with me, nodding their head, and they're like, yes, absolutely, I fully understand what they're teaching. Maybe they have no idea what's going on. Or if they look at me with a blank expression, maybe they're nodding off, maybe whatever it may be, but maybe the Lord is working in their heart, and that's something that I can't see. Um, and the Lord is faithful to plant those seeds. And honestly, nothing that we really can do, none of it's up to us. And it's fully in his power if he wants to start a work in them and he wants to complete that. So that was really encouraging to me just to know, um, while I wasn't able to see um, personally a whole lot of, uh, I guess, external conviction that you would want to see, um, just to know that the Lord works in ways that we don't need to see, um, that I don't need to personally see. I know there was work being done in that camp um, just by 
nature of hearing from other people's testimonies um, and knowing that the Lord is good and faithful and he, he will plant seeds in those kids' hearts. Um, and I think that was just really encouraging to me and humbling for me. And so that was probably my biggest takeaway from Fiji. And just uh, thank you to all of you guys for um, sponsoring that and for just being able to give each of us the blessing to go and serve like that. Um, I don't think I've ever experienced anything like that and what, what a privilege and honor it is to serve for Christ. So thank you all for that. Well, hello, my name is Sage, and this was my very first mission trip I've ever been on, and it was also the first time that I've ever really experienced other believers, really, besides Eastridge, if I'm being honest. It was my first time getting out of my Eastridge bubble, and it was just such an amazing experience to go across the entire world and be with people that share the same faith as me. It was just so amazing, and it just made the gospel feels so much realer to me like it was just really encouraging the people there were so loving and servant-hearted especially like logan was saying very smiley every time i would walk up to a kid and smile at them they would always smile back and every time i saw them again we would smile at each other so that was something i really enjoyed especially about the vbs um, during the vbs i was also facilitating a smaller group and as the kids were very shy, it was just so encouraging that as each day went on, as they got more comfortable, they would start to open up a bit more and start answering questions, especially even some of the kids that came from Hindu backgrounds. They were still getting truth and they were learning these essential truths, which was just so exciting to see and witness firsthand. They were answering the questions when I would ask them, so they were really taking in and, and being able to answer those questions, which was really awesome. Um, at the youth camp, we, this is just a funny memory, but it was really something that was super awesome. So we did um, skits with each of our groups, and each group was doing a skit from the Bible, and my group was called Moses' Staff. So we were doing a skit about um, the story of the burning bush, which is a great story, but Premond was our group leader, and he wanted to go cut down a tree and plant it and use it as our bush. And I thought he was just saying, like, okay, let's go find some greenery and put it there and burn it. But later at night, he came back with, like, actually a six-foot tree that they cut down and put it in the ground and poured fluid on it, and they were going to light it and use it as our bush, which was really funny. They are much more comfortable with fire than, than we are here because <laughs> I was scared that the whole hill was going to catch on fire. But no, it didn't. It actually took a few seconds to light, and it was kind of awkward in our skip. But that was a really, really awesome experience. In conclusion, the people were just... So awesome to work with. All the leaders from the Bible colleges that were um, serving alongside us were so encouraging, and it was really awesome to be able to lead alongside them and build relationships with them. Thank you. Hello. Uh, my name is Ella. Hello. <laughs> um, my name is Ella, and this was also my first mission trip, uh, which was really exciting just to be able to go somewhere so far away and see that there really are other believers in other parts of the world 
gathering and worshiping like we do here um, was just really encouraging. Um, one of my favorite parts was VBS, and in VBS I worked um, leading the choreography team and also working in crafts. Um, and the music was very special, a very special experience for me. Uh, uh, like it has been said before, the kids in Fiji are very shy. Um, so the first kind of music session, they didn't really get up or do the motions very much. Um, but by the second or third session, we had kind of moved their chairs out of the way and encouraged them to come up to the stage that they, that way they could get more involved. Um, and they really did. By like the second day, um, the kids would run up to the front of the stage every time we did music and they would hold out their hands for high fives and fist bumps. And so our entire team would run forward and just give all of the kids just high fives and fist bumps and um, before the music would start. And it happened every single time and we did music three times a day. Um, and so that was, it was really fun to see, even though they are very shy, how much they opened up when it came time for music and how excited they were to do that. Um, also hearing how loud they sing. Usually here it'll take two or three days for the kids, for you to really be able to hear the kids sing in our VBS. By like the second or third session, you could hear the kids in Fiji. And that was really cool because they were singing so loud. There's one particular moment I remember. They would play the VBS songs before and after VBS started, just as kind of background music. And one of the days before VBS started, our team went outside a little ways away uh, to just kind of talk beforehand and to pray. And when we went out there, the, one of the songs was playing in the building. And even though none of us were there, you could hear the kids singing all the way from inside the building. And they were just shouting out these lyrics and singing them so loud, which was just a really crazy experience because I've never like heard that before. You know, none of us leaders are in there. We're not doing motions. You know, they're not being forced to do this. They could just be talking with their friends, but they're sitting there and you can hear them singing super duper loudly, which was really cool. Um, so that was probably one of my favorite parts is to take these songs that I've done for so long here and um, spread them to the kids in Fiji. And knowing that they'll go home to their families, Christian or not, and these songs will be stuck in their heads and they'll be singing them around the house um, and the seeds that that might plant um, in their lives and in their families' lives. Um, so just like the nonstop excitement and joy um, that I saw there is just unceasing. They were just joyful all the time. Uh, similar to what Sage said, you know, I could walk past the same girl 10 times in a day and every time she would smile at me and say hi, um, which was just, that was really cool. Another part that was really interesting for me was working in crafts. Um, the last day I was helping the kids with some of their crafts, so I was sitting there and they were all standing around me watching me um, help this little girl with her craft. Um, and, you know, one of them asked me what the craft was and it was a little beaded cross. Um, and so I was like, oh, it's a cross. And so then I asked the kids, I was like, okay, well, who died on the cross and why did he die on the cross? And I got to ask the kids questions and just kind of talk with them for the first time and see what they knew and, and ask them questions and see what they had been learning over the past few days, which was really encouraging to see the things that they had picked up on um, through Pastor Samuel's messages. Um, and since, since we have come back from Fiji, you know, our entire team has been talking about multiple times how much we would love to go back someday and how fun it was um, to, to be there and to serve um, in the VBS and the youth camp. 
Um, and yeah, it was a lovely experience that I would love to do again someday. Hello, my name is Damaris, um, and yeah, just like hearing about all of their um, stories just really got me like nostalgic. It was such a good experience, like just going there and seeing different Christians in a whole different type of world and a whole different type of perspective. Um, it really challenged me to think like, wow, this is the Great Commission in a, in, in a uh, international uh, point of view. And um, God is definitely not failing in his influence um, around the entire world right now. Um, yeah, the, the trip was amazing. Um, just going to, uh, just hearing the kids sing, like Ella said, was encouraging every single day. It got louder and louder and louder, progressively. And you could hear them really, and it, it seemed like there was a seed planting like almost every day and that it was just growing. Um, and you saw this in the crafts, which I was in charge of, um, partly with um, Kathy and Ella. Um, they would ask questions every day, and during the crafts, um, they had the option after they were done to say verses. And um, so many, probably all of them, the majority of all the kids said all of their verses. Um, and every day, like, they would come back and say their other verses, and they'd remember it from the other day. So they, they knew, they knew the verses from heart. And that was amazing because you could tell that that's just another seed being planted. They're going to remember that from, they even remembered their verses from last year. So you can tell that they're going to remember these verses and that they're going to keep them and they're going to treasure them, especially if God, God wants them to, if it's in, if it's in his will. So it was really encouraging to see that happening, just seeing these kids who, they love being loved. And especially if you love to invest into these kids, they will open themselves up to you. They love talking about themselves. I think it's because they don't really get ever a chance to. So when you do ask them questions, they will open up to you like immediately and just talk, oh sorry, and just talk. Um, so that was really encouraging to see. Um, they are very loving people, as Sage said. They are compassionate and caring, and they, the kids like, gave hugs, and um, they wouldn't let you go at some points. Like, they would climb on you, and <laughs> you, they wouldn't let you go. And it was really especially hard the last day, and they were all saying, like, we miss you so much, and we love you. We love you so much. And, man, that was, <laughs> that was really hard, just, just seeing them go. And I was just praying in my heart that whatever they learned at VBS would stick. Um, and that the love of Christ, which I, I, I was trying to show, that would be what they were seeing. Not just my love, but God's love. Um, so, yeah, and especially even in the youth camp, like discussing with them and talking with them and sharing with them every day, it made them almost want to talk more and discuss more. So um, as each day uh, went by, uh, you'd see them wanting to interact more. And these kids, I mean, as much as these people are quiet and, you know, to themselves, they are very intelligent. Uh, the questions that they ask and the answers that they give are sound. And it was, it was kind of just amazing to see that happening, like, like unfolding in front of you, um, just growth. Uh, and that was amazing to see. And, man, it was a very good experience just seeing so many different kinds, kinds of Christians and 
seeing the growth happening like right there in front of you. So it was a wonderful experience. I would love to go again. <laughs> Hello, hello. Uh, my name is Josh, and this will be my third mission trip, but my first overseas. So it's definitely different. We went to New York the previous two years that I went, but going to Fiji was—it was really different. There's—it's such a different culture. It's even just the mindset of the Christians there is very—it's very different. They don't have as much as we have here. We're we're very blessed here, and I almost find it almost easier for, it's, there's less distractions, I guess is what I'm trying to say, which I think is a blessing. But one of the things that I was the most impacted by on the trip was on Friday, we got, we had a little bit of extra time before the youth camp kicked off. And uh, Premen there was asked by a couple people in the community, specifically in this town called Reki Reki, to come and pray for some people that were sick or with various illnesses. But the interesting thing about it was that most of the people that were asking for him were Hindu. They weren't Christians. They didn't believe in God necessarily or the God that we believe in, the true God. And they were kind of calling on Premen as a last resort because their gods and their priests and their methods haven't worked so far. And just off the bat, that was really interesting and impactful. But what I noticed after we went to a couple different houses, there was one family where this, the man of the house, all of his kids basically, when they reached their young teen or late teens, young adolescents, would go blind. And they, especially at the nighttime, they can't see anything. And it was, as I understand it, it was only projected to get worse as they grew older. And these young people were very depressed visibly. They were very sad. They didn't have a lot of prospects. And we were there. We comforted them as best we could when we prayed with them. But they were very sad. And I think part of that is definitely because they didn't have, they don't have Jesus, right? They are calling on Premen, who's a Christian pastor, and they know that, but they're just doing that because they're desperate at that point. But when we went to another house where this, um, the mother, the head of that house, because the father's not in the picture, she is a Christian, she's going to church, and the difference between, and her daughter has a, a brain tumor, I believe, so she's impacted by that, but to see the difference in how joyful they were because, and as far as I know, the, I don't even know if the daughter is saved, but just the fact that the mother was saved and that she's impacting her household and her daughter especially, and to see the vast difference of how joyful they were and happy to talk to us, even though she's facing such a life-changing and life-altering uh, sickness, was, it was very impactful for me and just reminded me that even if, and again, I d we don't know if the daughter is saved. We don't know because she's, she's still exploring different uh, religions, which is interesting. But the, just the fact that her mother is saved and that that presence in that house is enough to just visibly make a difference. And I guess just a little bit of context. The 
Uncle Sam mentioned that there's a very big Hindu uh, presence on the island. It's about 50-50, so it's very divided right now between Christianity and Hinduism. And again, there was a festival going on that week, or at least that weekend, for a Hindu festival. And I kind of expected a bit of like a darkness or a dark feeling when we were there, but I was very, and I believe it's especially uh, thanks to all the prayers that we've had, which was very, I know that there's so many people here praying, even there praying all over the world, praying for us, and just that impact on, in such a dark time, giving us such peace so we can focus on what we were there for was very impactful. So thank you for all your support and all the prayers. Bula, everyone. Um, we haven't said that yet. So, yeah. So last year, when they came back, they were saying Bula, and I was like, what is this Bula? It's basically the hello. So if I say Bula, Bula, you guys will Yes. So, yeah. Thank you guys so much for all your prayers and support. It was definitely very much felt and very much needed as well. Um, when we were preparing to go, there was a lot that we needed to put together. Um, we had Samuel leading the lesson, and um, we had worship music. We had VBS music for the kids. We had a skit, which no one's talked about yet, but we prepared a whole skit, <laughs> which starred the whole team pretty much, including Bill and Kathy. They were incredible. Everyone did a great job. But, and we had lots of stuff to bring, like Bibles, over 300 shirts, right? Mm -hmm. 345 shirts, over 120 copies of Josh McDowell's More Than a Carpenter. So we had a lot of things to bring over and kind of squeeze into our suitcase without overpacking, basically. Um, and of course, it's kind of scary. What if a suitcase gets lost and we need the shirts for the VBS? That was definitely a thought in our minds. Um, and as everything came together, it was definitely through the Lord's provision and prayers that it, everything came together, everything made it to Fiji, and all the the camp and the VBS both ran pretty much flawlessly, I would say, like as far as we had planned. So that was definitely thanks to the Lord and prayer. Um, but yeah, another example of provision that Premin talked about when he was here last winter is the Bible College, where they really just rely on the Lord and put all their faith and trust in Him um, for all the provisions. They're able to provide free tuition to their students, which is incredible. Um, without asking for money from donors. It just comes to them, basically, which is purely through the Lord, which is quite incredible. And they're actually, this next October is their 50th anniversary of the Bible College, which is awesome to hear about. Um, but yeah, and going there with the Bible College students, we didn't see them a ton. We were staying on the campus, but we spent a lot of time at the camp, I guess, where the VBS and the youth camp were held, and when we were at the Bible College in the evenings with the students at the Bible College, they were all very, um, very shy initially. Um, we had different backgrounds, obviously, different countries. They're all from the Pacific Islands in that area, and we're all from the States, but there was one connection between all of us that kind of immediately got everyone connected, and that's, of course, the Lord um, and the common faith 
it was just so cool to be able to share that belief and have an immediate unity and bond with people all the way on the other side of the world that we had never met or known the names of. Um, and a couple of them, one was named Joseph, got pretty close to him, have been, I guess, texting him on Facebook a little bit, keeping up with him, which is cool. Hopefully that continues. Um, but yeah, as Logan kind of talked about, the joy in Fiji, and especially among the kids, is quite incredible. They, it's a very impoverished country. Um, you may see pictures of, it looks all fancy, resorts, tropical. That's only a small corner of the island, and it's quite sad to see the rest of it, which is the majority of the island, which is where we also were staying and were basically the whole time. It's just sad to see such poor, um, it's such a reality how poor they are, but how joyful they still are, no matter how much they have or no matter how much they have, in comparison to us especially, who have far more as far as worldly possessions go. And it's quite convicting to, I guess, be there and see smiles bigger than I've ever seen here um, from kids when you give them a high five or fist bump. It just, they just light up and it makes their whole day and is just incredible to see that joy in the students. And also, as Sage was saying with the skit we did, um, Moses's staff, we did the burning bush, but we also had someone um, be uh, the snake when Moses threw his staff on the ground and made it um, a snake. So that was pretty fun, kind of threw him, and then he forgot to start wiggling like a snake initially. So it was a little slow, but it worked. He was, he was started wiggling. It worked good. But yeah. Thank you all for your prayers and support. Bula. Bula. Um, I'm Emily, and I can't really remember what number mission trip this is for me, but this is my third time back to Fiji. And it was just a really big privilege for me to be able to see the difference in the ministry a year later, um, and also just since the several months that I've been there um, last. Um, the Lord is really really working not only in the college, but also in the Bible Church Fellowship Ministry that Premin has. Um, last year, um, there were just so many, um, there were so many noticeable differences at the college alone. The first thing that I noticed when we drove into the college was um, what, there's a house sitting just outside of the gate of the college and before, last year, and when I was last there, it was just a shack. <laughs> it was it had an outdoor kitchen, and it was made of tin, or I don't know. It was a tiny little shack, and this man and his family lived there, and this man's name is Noshad, and he drives for the college and for the ministries, and he's pretty much at everyone's beck and call. The minute that they need to go to the grocery store, he's in his car, and he's driving them there. He's at service for everyone at the college and everyone in the churches, and he drives around all day. And like um, Andrew is saying, the college doesn't, they are a faith-based ministry. So everyone working there is not promised any money. They get whatever is left over. And so No Shed really doesn't have a whole lot. Um, but the first thing I noticed when we came back this year is the shack was gone and there was a house there. 
um, which is something he's been praying for for his whole life. They've never experienced living in a normal house like you and I would think of. So I got the privilege of talking to his wife about it and getting her um, perspective on it, and it's not quite finished yet, so they're staying in a little flat right now, but it's almost done, and it will be both of their first times experiencing living in a functioning house, um, which is amazing, and not only just such an answer to prayer, but when I left last time when I went by myself, um, one of the last things Noshad said to me was to pray for his house because... Um, they were going through cyclone season, and his house can't withstand a cyclone um, or any kind of stormy weather. His house will be falling apart and he'll have to fix it. So um, that was the first thing that I noticed in a big difference, and just that alone, um, God was answering that prayer, and he gave him a house. That the he, It's owned by the college, so the college is able to afford to build him something much more livable. Um, but also with that, just um, seeing all of the kids um, at VBS last year, I was a discussion leader, the same as this year. And last year, like everyone's saying, everyone was very shy. And this year wasn't very different except for a handful of kids I noticed that were much more open, and those were the kids that were there last year. Um, one of the girls, for an example, her name is Zara, and she was 12 last year, and she was very shy, and she said very little um, throughout the whole discussion time. Um, and when I went back by myself, she um, goes to um, one of the Bible Fellowship churches. Her family is um, a church family. Her dad's an elder. Um, but when I went back, she went to a children's camp, and she accepted Jesus as her Lord and Savior, and she got saved. Um, she was still very shy, but then going this year, she's 13 now, and I almost felt like she was helping me lead the discussion. She was not shy at all. Um, if any of them remember, I'm sure they would, can testify that Zara was one of the ones that was much more open and talkative. Um, but during discussion time, not only was she answering all of my questions, but she was asking questions that didn't even really have to do with the discussion, just had to do with her faith. And she goes to a... Um, a school with a lot of Muslims in it, so she has a lot of opportunity to witness to them, and she is very brave. <laughs> she has had a lot of experiences where she's been able to do that, so just seeing the, the difference between Zara last year and how shy she was, and then seeing how she got saved when I went back, and now seeing the fruit of that um, is just a huge answer to prayer, so if you're looking for someone to put on your prayer list, you can add Zara. Um, as for the youth camp, um, an example for that would be a young man named Ayush. He was there last year, and last year was his first time ever going to a church event. Um, he goes to Premins Church now, um, but his family is very Hindu. They are very devout Hindus, and he was a very devout Hindu before coming to camp last year. He made a very strong connection with Silas, and he, Silas was able to give him a lot of resources and answer a lot of his questions. And when I went back by myself, Aish was a very much a part of Premin's church. He was going to church every Sunday. He was going to youth group every Wednesday. Um, and then coming back, he is still very active in the church. He still wears a red band around his wrist, which is a sign of your devotion to the Hindu religion. 
Um, but I would like everyone to keep in mind that he lives in a household where his whole family is Hindu. And he would probably be kicked out of his house. So it, I can imagine a lot of fear trying to convert to Christ, Christianity um, when he doesn't have a job or really anything anywhere else to go. Um, I don't know um, salvation-wise if he's there yet, but I would encourage everyone to pray because since the moment that I met him last year, he has not stopped coming back to church. Um, the Lord piqued his interest a year ago, and he has been holding on tightly ever since. Um, with that said, also, he, again, he's in a Hindu family, which means that there's a lot of idols in his house, and which means his whole family is inviting a lot of demonic activity into his house when he is the only one trying to figure out his faith in the one true God. Um, but the difference, last year he was a practicing Hindu, and this year he is practicing Christianity. So, again, if you're looking for someone to add to your prayer list, Ayush, he's 19. Um, so those are just a couple of the people that I've noticed God has really been working in um, at the college and at the youth and with the children's ministry. Um, and I want to thank you all for praying for all of us this trip, but I would encourage you all to not stop praying for this ministry. Our trip is over, but the ministry that Perman has with the college and the church are very, very vivid, and they're very alive on the island, and the island is very, very dark, and like Josh said, it's 50-50. Half the island is Hindu, and half the island is Christian, Christian, very Bible Belt Christian, loose Christian. Um, so just keep praying for their ministry. Keep praying for the people there. I gave you a couple names. Um, they need it, and it's working. <laughs> Christ is answering our prayers, and he's working very, very vividly in all of the lives there. So thank you. This mission trip went so smoothly. It was just amazing. All 15 pieces of our checked-in luggage arrived at the Fiji airport when we did, and no one got sick. So, I mean, those are two huge praises. Um, and all of the team members are outstanding. I just, this is an awesome group. Um, you know, their, their training for this mission trip started like four months before we actually got on the plane and headed to Fiji. First of all, everyone had to um, complete this workbook, Fundamentals of the Faith, and anyone who had completed it previously had to review it again. And then secondly, each team member got a copy of the book, So What's the Difference? It's a great introduction to, to world religions and cults, and they were required to read the chapter on Hinduism. So they would be more equipped to answer questions from some of the kids who came from Hindu homes. So that started like four months before, before the trip. I had the opportunity to speak to a group of women, and my topic was transformed by God's glory. And so I had the opportunity to encourage women to study and meditate on the names and attributes of God, to enhance their worship of God, but also to um, aid in being more transformed or conformed to the image of Christ. Now, Fiji is a very religious country. Like was mentioned already, Christianity is the predominant religion. However, the charismatic movement and the health and wealth gospel have a strong foothold 
in the country. So uh, Bible teaching churches are few and far between, and that's why the Bible College is so vital to this area. Also, um, Hinduism is very prominent. When we took the trip up to Riki Riki, we passed through a, an Islamic village, and nearly every town and community has as an is Islamic mosque, and also we would see Hindu temples throughout um, the landscape as we would drive through. And you could identify a Hindu home because they have a very, very long pole with a red triangle flag on top. And sometimes you might see homes that had multiple poles and flags flying to indicate their level of dedication to the Hindu faith. Um, when I was speaking at the uh, uh, women's conference, I was competing with the loudspeaker of an outdoor crusade that was happening about four blocks away. And, and we saw these crusades going on Oh, several different nights in just an open grass field and the bright lights at night and the stage and the loudspeaker set up. And throngs of people would come. And we found out it was the, um, I guess, the one in, in the big town, uh, Latoka, was uh, the charismatic Methodist group was having a big, big conference. But um, these are quite common. We see them, saw them several times, different locations. Also, there is a cult on the island called Grace Road that owns and operates 10 uh, grocery stores and restaurants. Very clean, very nice, but it's a cult that came in from Korea, and it's an end-time cult. They believe that a, a worldwide famine is going to occur, and after much research, they found, discovered that Fiji was going to be the place that they would most likely survive a worldwide famine. So they moved 400 of their members to Fiji, and this is their, their headquarters now. The leader, the, the founding person for this cult is now in prison for money laundering, and the government has stopped all construction uh, by this organization, and they're now under investigation by the government. But I had two opportunities to share the gospel that were unscheduled, unexpected, and one was when we did a one-day boat trip out to a small island for tourists and encountered a woman who identified herself as a non-practicing Muslim, but she was very spiritual. She's in the New Age movement. And then the second one was on the way home from Fiji on the plane was a young college student who had just completed a college internship at the Embassy of Vanuatu, which is another uh, country of small islands in, in Oceania. And she had just completed a six-month internship there, was flying back home to Paris. So I had a chance to share the gospel and my testimony with her as well. So many lives were touched by the group during the trip, and the local youth leaders will follow up on the young people that came to the camps. So we're um, running short on time here, but before I don't want us to forget, uh, if I don't get to all this, there's a lot of souvenirs that are here, giveaways. We've got about three shirts. There's two of them are large, one's a medium. We've got Fiji water from Fiji, okay? <laughs> we've got some uh, towels, kitchen towels here. We've got some, uh, some snacks. We've got coffee. We've got cookies. So anyway, and there's a mug there. 
And um, anyway, that's, that's all for your taking. When your, if your turn comes up, the uh, first thing I want to do is, is, to, is uh, quote Romans 12, 4 to 5, for as in one body we have many members, and the members do not have the same function. So we, though many are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. The team was an example of that. They really were. Everyone had their specific assigned ministries and all performed exceedingly well. We were the, we ten were the hands, feet, and mouth, but you saints were the heart. You saints were the heart. It was your prayers and financial support that made this happen. Eastridge, that's how Eastridge was able to do this. I got, I'll go through a few things here I want to be sure and not miss. Uh, one was uh, Ebenezer, uh, that's new to you. Besides Christmas, look at 1 Samuel 7, verse 12. And Ebenezer's of God's provision uh, for the, uh, the work at Fiji. Wrote, there's two seasons in Fiji. There, there's, a, there's a summer season and there's a cyclone season. Okay, cyclone. That's from November to April. Roads get very rough. Cars have a hard time getting around. You start on one side, uh, go down a little bit of a hill. The, mon- the, 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 the heavy rains come. If you don't hurry, you can't get back out. Okay, that's how heavy the rains are there. Uh, one of the churches there, they um, see what's going on with Premen and, his, and, his, and, the, and the Bible College. Do you need a truck? He said, Whoa, a truck? Yes, that would be wonderful. They, they um, sent him 25000 U.S. dollars, which is just huge. Bottom line was Premen's in the, in the dealership. He says, yeah, I would really like a truck. By the way, you need one that's got a snorkel on it, okay? Because they, uh, the water gets so heavy, they need to be able to get out. He's, he's got a 17-year-old Toyota. It needs repairs. How many repair parts are in Fiji? Not many. He's in the parts department looking for a part for a 17-year-old Toyota. He gets a call from the sales department. Hey, you know, if you really want this demo, it's available, but it's whoever brings the money first. He goes from the parts department over to the sales department. Here's the money. He gets it. It's, I mean, talk about an Ebenezer. That, that's the odds of this happening. Think about it. It just, just couldn't happen. Uh, similar story with the, with the van. Um, anyway, the, uh, uh, what else do I have for you here? The, uh, um, it was an evangelistic camp. So they had, the church attenders, uh, potential campers, they were to hunt out non-believing friends to invite to camp. Hunt out. It was that kind of mentality. That's why, we, like as, as Samuel mentioned, there, there was a lot of people there who weren't were not uh, Hindus. Um, um, yeah, they, they, we were, it was really amazing. The uh, camp T-shirts. Look at this. Look, look at this T-shirts that were designed. The camp continues. This is th- these are T-shirts. These kids are going to wear. You get this? This is this is pretty bold. You might even think, "Gee, do I, am I going to wear this at school?" You know. The uh, and look, look at the one for the uh, for the youth camp. This is it. This is it. Okay. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to continue uh, after, 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 it's going to continue right now just by, the, just by that. The, uh, um, we had, as Sammy mentioned, we've got more than a carpenter, many of these, I don't think quite 100, but close. Also, at the men's seminar on spiritual leadership, uh, Act Like Men, so it was, it, was, it was titled. These were taken, not given away. These were taken. So, and these guys are, are heavily uh, in, into, uh, um, into uh, uh, a lot of th- studies as it is. Okay, questions. Here we go. Okay, listen up. If you know the answers, you can get first, first choice here, all right? Um, uh, we're instructed to be, in Acts 1-8, to be witnesses to even the remotest part of the earth, okay? Fiji is how many miles to the nearest thousand from Eastridge? To the nearest thousand. 
How many? The nearest thousand. No hands? Over here. Wait, uh, hey, oh, I, I saw Matt going. 3,000? No? 2,000. No? 5,000. No? Come on. No, no one wants it? How many? 6,000 6, is correct. Come, come, come. Diane, you get 6,000. Get, get this. It is so remote. Fiji is... 16,065 from New Zealand, 32, about 3,200 miles from Hawaii, 2,800 miles from Australia. It is in the middle of nowhere. Okay, ready? Next, next question. What are the three dominant religions in, in Fiji? Three dominant religions. Raise your hand. No one wants Yeah, Travis. Perfect. Come on. Come on. That's right. That's correct. Okay. Now, now listen, listen closely to this one. Uh, Matthew 18, 19 to 20 says, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, Get this, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, all right? Now, a year ago, there were five churches established from the Bible College. How many new churches have been established since? No guess? How many? Matt? Wait. No? 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 It's lower. It's a single digit. Three. Who said that? Who said the three? You're right. Three. Three new churches. Come on up. Yeah. So three, three, three new churches. Three new churches. Now, now, mind you, when, when they go to these uh, Racky Racky, which is two hours away from, uh, from where we were, the, uh, think about this. They, you go there and you say, well, how in the world can someone minister, start a church with all the Hindus? You know what they do? They say, you go knock on the doors of your neighbors and say, hey, I'm from the Bible college. Anything I can do to help, just let me know. That's how the church has started. That's how it started. Um, how many time zones is Fiji currently ahead of Kent? How many time zones ahead? <laughs> Shannon. <laughs> 19 is correct. Help yourself, Kent. Take, take a picture. And, well, now hear about this one. I, I'm going to take a couple minutes. Pastor, sorry. With, with Fiji being 19 time zones ahead of Kent, who unofficially drank the most coffee? To help with a time zone adjustment. <laughs> Faith, who mean? No. <laughs> wait, wait. I was second. <laughs> Matt. No? <laughs> no? No? Yes, Emily's it. <laughs> Emily's it. She, she, and then, the thing that was great about Emily, not only was she great, and, and that, uh, she was just a terrific job. But also, she would prepare coffee for me every morning. It was great. <laughs> I, I need it. I really do. So how about the last, last one? Uh, Premon estimated that what percentage of youth camp came from Hindu homes? What percentage of youth camp came from Hindu homes? I'll give you, if, if you're within 10%, I'll give it to you. You're close. Who said that? Who's 70? Who's 70? That's correct. Yeah, 60 to 70%. So that was what it anyway. Hey, there's a... Uh, um, Lots of stuff. These, 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 these two shirts here are not for giveaway. These other ones here are. The, uh, uh, there's, there's bags there. Um, and it, it, help yourself. But anyway, the, uh, um, I want to close in this. And I want to close in this. The, uh, uh, Mark 16, 15 says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Samuel did that every day. Every day. Every, 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 every day, that's what his teaching was. All nine times. And then, and then we got to be the, be the, be the, the, the teammates to go along and, and help share that, help to drive that home to them and answer their questions. Um, we, are, we are to proclaim God well and by God's power 
This certainly is what happened in Fiji. So, so, so well done, well done, Eastridge, well done. It was just terrific. Uh, I'll close in prayer. If, uh, any questions, we'll be up here. Come forward and ask. We, we, we ran out of time, I'm sorry. But the, um, anyway, but let's close in prayer. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for you, for your love for us. Thank you for the chance you give us to be your ambassadors over in Fiji, God. And we pray that our prayers will continue for them. And may your kingdom continue to be advanced. Amen. Okay, we've got about nine minutes. So we'll be up here.